Welcome to Christian Medical and Dental Association's Chapel. We trust this message will encourage your walk with the Lord. Uh, so I was scheduled to speak last week uh, in chapel, and when Dr. Claybrook, uh, it was the only day he had off, and so I said, well, I'll give him my slot. And, <clears throat> and Carol said, well, we got one more slot available in October it's on Halloween. I think, oh, great. I get to speak in chapel on Halloween. I think that's why everyone was avoiding this particular uh, signing up for this day. So I thought, okay, what, what can we talk about today in Halloween? Well, I just thought um, we'd cover a few interesting facts about this day. 158 million Americans participate in trick-or-treat. 158 million. 95% of those will purchase candy. 5% will not. And of those 5%, 100% will be egged. All right? Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, in the neighborhood. Um, $6.9 billion will be spent on Halloween this year. This is fascinating to me. $2.6 billion on costumes. $330 million on pet costumes. I'm just curious. Who bought a pet costume for your kid tonight? Anyone? Okay. Uh, yeah. $2.8 uh, billion on candy. We spent. Think of how we could fund, Trish, how we could fund world missions, right? Um, the average American consumes three to uh, 3.4 pounds of candy over Halloween. And we wonder why um, diabetes is so bad in our country, right? I mean, 3.4 pounds. But this was another interesting statistic. Americans purchase over 600 million pounds of candy each year for Halloween, equivalent to the, uh, the weight of six Titanics. What is wrong with us, right? I mean, <laughs> this is crazy, okay? A lot of money we're spending on trick-or-treat. A lot of money we're, we're spending on uh, treats. It's crazy. Now, this is a very interesting unscientific poll, okay? <laughs> this is our bowl of candy at CMDA, okay? And I came in the day before I saw this, and it was completely full of candy, all this kinds of candy. And I walk in the next day, and I'm staring at the bowl of candy, and Jackie stops me and goes, what are you, what are you doing? And I said, look at this. I got my camera out and took a photo of it, and I wish I had taken a photo this morning because now, this morning, there are only Rolos left, okay? So let me tell you what that says about CMDA. We hate Whoppers, and we hate Rolos here at CMDA because literally everything else was picked out of the candy jar, and this is what was left for, for a trick-or-treat today. Now it's just the Rolos, okay? So just for future examples, if you're ever looking to buy something for the staff, not Rolos and preferably not Whoppers, right? Now, there's some scientific data about where these treats uh, are most popular. There's 10 most popular candies around the United States, what gets, what gets spent, and you can see that we're in the Reese's, PC, uh, Reese's uh, zone here in Tennessee. Did you notice that? <laughs> Which, by the way, in our unscientific uh, CMDA poll, those were gone first, okay? And so what happens is when you walk by Carol's desk, everyone's going through, oh, there's a Reese's cup, and they take it out, and they eat it, and then they leave the Rolos for guests when they come in. Um, I just thought this was interesting, right? And just kind of look around the country. Uh, you, you can't buy Reese's very well today. I went looking yesterday, and they were all gone, okay? I was going to buy you one because we're in Tennessee, but they were all gone. So I have no candy to give you. Help yourself to the Rolos out there on the, on the desk, okay? 
So I thought I'd get a little role, and, and uh, Jackie said to me, she said, look, I think you ought to speak about this uh, in chapel. So I said, okay. I took on the challenge, and this is the, the message I put together after staring at our candy jar. What treat is sweet, satisfying, and surprisingly healthy? A grape. Prunes. No, no. Huh? Honey. The real answer is kind words. Kind words. And George, you're, you're right too, because listen to this verse of Scripture I want to center on today. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. And so every day we have this opportunity to use our words to bring a treat to someone or to trick someone and cause problems, right? Honey is that sweet treat, satisfying, and, and it's relatively healthy, surprisingly healthy, the power of kind words. I had an, an appointment last week, and um, I was trying to line up some things at the end of the year to get a few things in before insurance reset, and so I was going to meet this called, and I said, you know, I was needing some, some new shoes, and I wanted to get that appointment done, and so they said, yeah, come on in, and, and so I uh, was in this office uh, complex, and I hear the person I'm supposed to be meeting with in just a few seconds, and comes out and says, does, does this person have the doctor's orders, and they said, no, he does not, he's just trying to come in and, and, and get measured, and so on and so forth, and he just goes on a bit of a rant about uh, we're not allowed to see patients like that, we're not going to see them if they don't have the right proper, proper paperwork, and inside me, my, my pastorly skills were just evaporating, okay? <laughs> and I just thought, you got to be kidding me. Like, I'm hearing everything that you're saying right now. And everything, I, everything more he said, I just became, I wanted to give him a piece of my mind. Have you ever felt like doing that? And so he opens the door, and instead of giving a piece of my mind, I decided to be kind instead. And I jumped on the conversation before he could say a word, and I said, I'm so sorry that this is an inconvenience, and I explained a few things, and I thought this was this, and I thought this, and so I'm really sorry. And he said, come on back in. Power of kind words. What I wanted to give him was a piece of my mind, okay? And I have a feeling that would not have gone so well, right? Especially since I was wearing my CMDA shirt, right? You know, so I... <laughs> You always have to be careful when you're wearing those, Mike, right? Because, you know, you might feel like saying something that needs to be said, but it may not work to your benefit. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. I want to just take a few moments this morning to look at four simple truths about our words as we look at being a blessing and a, a sweet treat to some, some people we, we come in contact with. These are four basic truths. Number one, our words flow from our heart. Our words flow from our heart. Jesus said in Luke 6, 43-46, A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from the bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of, good heart, of, of a good heart, and an evil produ person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Jesus would say in Matthew 12, verse 34, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
one of the most basic things we have to understand about our words and how we use our words and kind words is it, our words flow from the heart. And if, if there are unkind words or mean words or angry words that are coming out, the source of that is, is our heart. Kindness flows from Galatians 5. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is, one of the fruits of the Spirit is kindness. When our hearts are filled with the Spirit of God, out of, the, out of our heart will flow kind words and, and encouraging words and words that are Spirit-filled. And Proverbs 4, verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do, including what you speak. What you speak in that moment when things are getting intense and when you have the chance to kind of uh, squelch a fire or, or, or cause something to turn around, what you say will flow from your heart. Therefore, we need to guard our hearts above all else because our words flow from the heart. The second thing is unkind words are, are harmful. Unkind words are harmful. Have you ever heard this saying, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will never hurt me? That person who said that was delusional, right? <laughs> what? Are you, are you kidding me? Can, can any of you say that, you know, yeah, words don't hurt me. I, I, I'm not affected by words at all. No, they're harmful. In fact, words can be, sometimes uh, they can be hateful, they can be very harmful, and very hurtful. They, they do hurt. And in fact, there's a lot of people in life who've been told something, words were spoken to them, and it hurt so bad. And they've had a lifetime wound from what was said because unkind words are, are harmful. Proverbs 12, verse 18 says, Careless words stab like a sword. Think about a sword stabbing somebody. There's a wound. There's usually blood. There's pain. Proverbs 11.9 says, With their words, the godless destroy their friends. Proverbs 15.4 Deceitful words can really hurt. Deceitful words can really hurt. Proverbs 18 verse 21, the tongue can bring death or life. How can it bring death? Remember, it's like a sword that pierces. From the heart flows these words that can be so destructive and so challenging. James chapter 3 verse 5 through 8 talks about the tongue as a what? A fire. Imagine, you think about the words that we use and sometimes we walk in and, and we just light a match. We light a match, and we leave fires everywhere we go sometimes because we're not careful with where we're lighting a match, and it's caused all kinds of destruction and all kinds of harm. Unkind words are harmful. third thing I'd like you to see today is that kind words bring healing. Kind words bring healing. Proverbs fifteen twenty six: the Lord hates evil thoughts, but kind words please him. Proverbs 12 verse 18 says, careless words stab like a sword. That's the first part of the verse I read a minute ago. But the words of the wise bring healing. The Living Bible translates that like this. Some people like to make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise, they soothe and they heal. 
Proverbs 12, verse 25, worry is a heavy burden, but a kind word always brings cheer. Proverbs 15, 1, the Lord sees everything. A kind answer soothes angry feelings, but harsh words stir them up. Proverbs 15, 4, kind words are good medicine, but deceitful words can really hurt. Kind words can be soothing, healing. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. So words flow from the heart. Number two, unkind words are harmful. Number three, kind words bring healing. Lastly, kind words honor God. Remember, it's the psalmist who said in Psalm 19:14, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be what? Pleasing. So what are the words of my mouth, what kind of words? Unkind words? No, I don't think so. Kind words. Kind responses. Gentle answers that turn away wrath. Kindness. Proverbs 15, verse 26 says, The Lord hates evil thoughts, but kind words are pleasing to him. Now, it's an interesting study, and I'm not going to do it this morning, but I challenge you to kind of look up in the Bible. What, what we do that pleases God. If, you're, if you want to live a life that should be one of our ultimate goals in life is to live a life that pleases God. And they're, uh, by faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right? There's all kinds of scripture that talk about things that we do that, that bring pleasure to God. And one of those things that please God is kind words. When we speak kindness to those who are hurting. Colossians 3 verse 17 says, And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. Remember I talked about, you know, kind of wishing I could cover up that CMDA logo on my shirt and think, just tell them what I'm really thinking. And I realize I'm, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a measure of the ministry that I work for. I should, it shouldn't even matter if I have that on, right? I shouldn't, shouldn't speak unkind words, period. But more than that, more than the logo that we're wearing, we need to understand that we're representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we represent, we're a, a spokesperson for the King. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things we ought to be asking ourselves is a simple question like this. Okay, how well did I represent Jesus in that conversation? Did I bring healing? Did I bring hurt? Was I pleasing to God? One of the things I love about uh, John Maxwell's teaching is he's had a, a teaching about two buckets that everyone carries every day. You're always carrying around these two buckets. One is filled with gas and the other is filled with water. And every time you come, a leader comes upon a fire, right, uh, you, you get to choose which bucket you're going to use to douse that fire. And so you're, you're in a meeting, and you're in a conversation, and it's, it's a little bit of a flame. It's, it's, it's starting to, to heat up a little bit, and you, got, you get to choose. What, which, which bucket am I going to use? I'm going to take the water and put the fire out and soothe things and bring some healing in this conversation, or am I going to take the gallon of gasoline and throw it on it? What happens when you throw the gallon of gasoline on the fire? It just gets what? Worse. You see, our words can diffuse or they can abuse depending on what we say and when. I'm reminded of uh, what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. When someone curses us, let's think about that. 
When these people curse us, what's our tendency sometimes? Well, I'm just going to give them a piece of my mind. (laughs) I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to speak uh, words here. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, when someone curses us, we answer with kind words. That's powerful. That's a real treat. I've heard Gene talk about this a lot uh, through the years. But I found this quote by Bernard Metzer. Before you speak, ask yourself if what you're doing, you're going to say is true, is it kind, is it necessary, is it helpful? If the answer is no, maybe what you're about to say should be left unsaid. Is it true, is it kind, is it necessary, is it helpful? So often we say unkind things that weren't necessary, that weren't helpful, that really don't change anything, but we speak those words in in a way. Alexander McLaren said this, Kindness makes a person attractive. If you would win the world, melt it. Do not hammer it. So many times we're trying to chisel away and hammer with our words and trying to to make a statement and, and, and use these powerful words, but oftentimes they do more destruction than they do development. I love this couple of stories here. Uh, in Second Chronicles chapter 10, verses 1 to 10, there's a great story about Rehoboam when he becomes the, the new king. He's being made the king, and he's trying to take over for his father, and, and he's trying to get some advice from some of his advisors about how he should run. His father had run things relatively difficult and had been very demanding and and um, it says uh, so that the king Rehoboam consulted with the elders in verse 6 and said uh, who stood before his father Solomon when he still lived saying how do you advise me to answer these people and they spoke to him saying if you are kind to these people and please them and speak good words to them they will be your servants forever some translations say they will be loyal how This is some great advice here. If you'll just be kind to these people in your words, be kind to them, like that will set you up in your kingdom to be very successful. And uh, verse 8, but he rejected the advice. But he rejected the advice which the elders had given him. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 through 32, and do not use foul or abusive language. The NIV says unwholesome talk. That could be unkind words. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words can be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit. Remember, kind words bring pleasure to the Father. Unkind words grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not bring sorrow to the Holy Spirit by the way you live, or I would say the way you speak. Verse 31, get rid of all anger, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other. Speak with kindness. You remember the story about Joseph? In Genesis chapter 37, verse 4, his brothers, they hate Joseph. They, they, they absolutely hate him. In fact, one of the most telling verses is verse 4. 
and his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. And you know what the Bible says? They couldn't say a kind word about him. That's a lot of hatred. That's a lot of, that's a lot of swords flowing. All the brothers have their swords, and they're, they're just tearing in. There wasn't one kind thing. I remember uh, a friend of mine in college, uh, he was just known for, he never said an unkind word about anybody. And uh, we were traveling and we were speaking some, we were singing somewhere and the speaker was maybe the worst speaker I had ever heard in my life. And we couldn't wait to talk to our friend because he just never said anything bad about anybody. We said, hey, what'd you think about the preacher tonight? He said, that's the nicest tie I've ever seen anyone wear. <laughs> right? He, he just wasn't going to say something unkind about someone. So Joseph's brothers, they can't say uh, anything but unkind words. They have nothing kind to say about their brother. And then to the next couple of chapters, there's a big reversal of some things that take place. And let me pick up the reading, Genesis chapter 50, verses 14 to 21. After burying Jacob, Joseph returned to Egypt with his brothers and all who had accompanied him to his father's burial. But now their father was dead. Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for the wrong we did to him, they said. So they sent this message to Joseph. Before your father died, he instructed us to say to you, please forgive your brothers for the great wrong that they did. Which I wonder, is this even true, right? Do we have the letter that he wrote? Or is this something they're saying, hey, you know, he's dead, so let's just say, dad said, right? Please forgive your brothers for the great wrong that they did to you for the sin in treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of God, of your father, beg you to forgive our sin. And when Joseph received the messages, he broke down and he wept. Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves, they said. I love verse 19 through 21. Joseph replied, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? For you intended to harm me, but God intended it for my good. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people. No, don't be afraid. I will continue to take care of you and your children. So he reassured them by speaking kindly to them. What a switch. From these brothers can't speak a single kind word about their brother to now being under his authority and fearful for their very lives that Joseph will take revenge. And what brought about the, the difference? From his heart flowed kindness. Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 9. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith. Virtue, to virtue self-knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you'll neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted. Knowledge. Let me close with Colossians 4, 6. Let your conversations be gracious. One of the things we note about the word in, in uh, Luke's uh, Proverbs 16, it says... Uh, these, these words, kind words, are like honey. That can also be translated gracious or precious. 
So this word here, let your conversation be gracious, is another way of saying, let it be kind and attractive so you have the right response to everyone. So here's my challenge today. Here's the treat. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy to the body. How could we change someone else's day today by the kind things that we say or the words of encouragement that we give? Father, thank you for this scripture. I pray that it be uh, embedded in our mind this morning, that we would remember that kind words make a difference. And help us, Lord, if there's some bitter uh, anxiety within our hearts, Lord, help us to give that to you. And we pray, Lord, that you would... uh, Help us to speak words of kindness and and that, Lord, we would demonstrate a life of the Spirit-filled Christian, Lord, and being kind to those we come in contact with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.